Hello, everybody. Welcome back to Dev Otaku, the show where three developers get together and discuss the anime that they are checking out, which right now is Cowboy Bebop. I am Jay. I'm Kiera. And I'm Jamie. And we are covering episode six. And before we jump into it, I want to mention um, our Patreon is live. So there's two ways you can get to it. You can go to devataku.com and hit the link at the top that says Patreon, or you can just go to patreon.com slash devataku. And we're uh, we're doing shout-outs for our first dollar uh, patrons. We don't have any patrons yet, but we literally just launched this uh, yesterday in our intergalactic anime time machine. So um, <laughs> if you want to show your support for... Devataku, you can donate like a dollar or more a month and you'll get a shout out on the show. Uh, we'll probably reach out to you, try to figure out, you know, hey, what can we do to make the show better? But you'll also get a bonus episode where we talk about the naughties. And I'm not talking about the 2000s. I'm talking about the animes that are currently out that are a little questionable, a little, uh, uh, we'll, we'll just say, kids having orgasms and stuff and kind of not cool with that. But uh, we talk, we get into the the political side of it and the historical side of it and the modern side of it. And I don't know, we just cover it from all angles. It's about a 20 minute um, episode unedited, just straight through just us chatting about it. And we're going to be releasing more stuff like that. Like I think the next one is going to be on childhood cartoons that we all grew up watching and we found out that apparently Digimon is still playing in the UK, so I might have to make a trip real soon. <laughs> oh, yeah. But we're not talking about that. We're talking about Cowboy Bebop, episode six. Um, before we got on the line, uh, Karen and I were talking, and we, we mentioned, like, this is an episode that... As you're watching it, you're like, okay, kind of cool, I guess. Little, little confusing, but I learned a little bit. But ultimately, not a not an episode to remember. Yeah, I think they could have left this out. <laughs> Didn't think I would I mean, say that though. But hey, I mean, at least we know that like Spike's back. He's healthy. He's alive. Is he mentally okay though? Because the first scene, he's lost his mind. <laughs> <laughs> he's like having an anxiety attack while drinking like i've had one of those that hurts like there's something still wrong with him but apparently well, he's been through surgery so guess that explains a little bit yeah from the look of it it was like was that him was that someone else was it like were they giving him like a bionic you know attachment or something like what was that was so confusing yeah the end of that, I was like, oh, there's the Resident Evil eyeball. You know, what's this? Resident Evil. <laughs> well, and that's what I, was, I thought, like, oh, wow, he has a bionic eye now. That's kind of cool. But it doesn't really show that, and you don't ever see him use it. So I'm wondering, I don't think that's him. I'm wondering if that was someone else. But then if it was someone else, you know, was that, like Kiera said, was that a thing that he was having like a flashback or a panic attack related to it? Or was he just literally falling asleep in the bar and waking up? But, you know, I don't know. 
Yeah. I don't know either. But uh, yeah, he is at a bar. He's looking for giraffe, which I got to tell you, like <laughs> giraffes are like a key point in my life right now. Like we're, uh, I'm leading a and d group with, with some family members and the apparent bad guy is uh, named Garafa and his assistant was named Jeffrey. And this was... <laughs> So, okay. So, so if you put two and two together, <laughs> it was like, well, huh? So yeah, when I heard like, oh yeah, this is giraffe, and I was like, well, that is a little direct. <laughs> but um, and giraffe Jamie, is looking for zebra, which is weird. Yeah, <laughs> they don't hang out together. So Jamie, our uh, our resident bounty tracker, how much how much money was giraffe worth? So giraffe was worth three million wulongs. Okay, so it seems to be going up. Like they're going for bigger and bigger bounties. Like I think in the next episode, it's like twenty million wulongs. So soon it's going to be pretty pretty out of there. But did it ever say why he was wanted? No, it didn't. No, it, it's mentioned sort of offhand that he's worth three million wulongs. You know, there's no um. Oh, what's the show called again? Uh, there's no hot shot. There's no screenshot of his um, of his uh, bounty details. It's just, I think it's Faye mentions it offhand as she walks past. Oh, wow, three million wulongs. And then that's it. Yeah, I mean, it was, it was super strange to to have this like, oh, we're just going to, like, oh, he's worth three million. Like, okay. Cool for what? Uh, he just worth three million. Oh, okay, and we find out that he's actually go looking for, um, like you said, zebra, who is this this old man in a wheelchair, and um, this kid playing the blues. Like we we find out later that it's not a kid. <laughs> it's it's just so weird that they're getting into. I'm trying to think so. The show has been either extremely scientific and then this is like the first time they get kind of into like the mystics. Like you, you have like the psychics and the, you know, the stuff like that and they, they hint at it. But then here, this is just like, like, I don't want to say magic, but it's like natural. Yeah. Magic. Like I don't have another word for it. Like, like the moon, like a gate, a portal blows up and the technology causes a temporal pause in like the kid's like life cycle. So I don't know if he's living inside and outside of like a time portal or, or what, but it was really confusing have like hearing the explanation as to how this kid like never ages. But he was exposed. Like, if you look at the picture where his parents are, like, covering him up, like, logically, it shouldn't have happened. Yeah, he, he would have fried to death. Like, like, I mean, if as burned as his parents were, there's no way that, like, just a body on top of you is, <laughs> is saving you. Exactly. And he's still, I mean, at the end, like, fast forward real quick, he looks like E.T. But if you're going, like, scientific nerd perspective, um... 
back in the day when I was like wanting to be an astronaut, the thing that they have a problem with is parts of your body will age faster than the others. So you could literally go up to space and you could still come back looking the same after a certain number of years, but your bones and everything deteriorate at a faster yeah. rate. So like scientifically, it would make sense that like technically he should still look like a child um, being in space. But I don't I don't know. That was still a little weird for me. Well, I mean, it, it's just straight up magic. Like, I don't I don't understand. Like the fact that by shooting him with a crystal bullet um is enough to reverse it. it. Like, <laughs> and they even say it like they're like, I don't know if this is gonna work. <laughs> right. I will say what I um, just to like back up a little bit, I kind of had a problem with uh, Jet saying that like only men have honor and like a code. So the bottom line is Giraffe was killed off over some internal politics. Betrayal may come easily to women, but men live by iron codes of honor. You believe that? I'm trying to real hard. Um, if they had a point, she's like, whatever. But like women have like this built-in code to, well... Okay, just be honest. Black women do. <laughs> Can't speak for nobody else. <laughs> but, like, you know, like, we have a thing where, like, you know, we acknowledge each other and we'd be like, I see you out here working, sis. Like, I'm going to support you, support me type of thing. So it was really weird for him to say that because I was just like, men aren't the only people with honor. Like, service people have honor and they're men and women. Like I said, black women, we have, our, like, our own little code of honor. So it's just like, why would you think it's just a man's thing? Like, oh, I'm not going to go after you just because we were friends. Like, no, you did something stupid. I'm definitely going after you and putting you in jail. But the whole time I'll be like, look, sis, I'll give you like five minutes to do what you need to do. And then we got to go. Well, yeah. And and I mean, men don't really have that much honor. <laughs> like, I'm not I'm not saying that I would throw someone under the bus, but I won't say that I haven't before. Like, <laughs> <laughs> you guys don't hold grudges yeah. either. You know, women's a whole different thing. Like, the grudges can last. Yeah, I years. mean, we can we can hate each other and then be cool after a few, a few <laughs> beers, you know. But at the same time, like, I, I I wondered why they even said that. Like, I was just kind of like, Ugh. and and I'm I'm pretty sure a lot of it is like the times, the time in which it was made, where people could probably get away with saying something stupid like that, but. One of the things that we're here for is to talk about whether or not this anime is still relevant. And, I mean, it doesn't happen too much, but there, the level of racism and, and sexism that is in it, I mean, this is, this is definitely an anime that I might tell someone, like, my age to watch to get into, but I wouldn't, I probably wouldn't recommend it to, like, someone younger because I don't, I don't think it'll be relevant to them anymore. Mm, so I can say I did. <clears throat> I just recommended it to one of my students, mostly because I didn't really want him to listen to this podcast yet. It's too young. Um, <laughs> but it was based on more of the music. So, like, if we want to talk about music this episode, you have, you know, the bluegrass um, slash blues that's being played with the harmonica. During the fight scenes, it's like, a switch up to this high tempo African beat. Yeah. I think that's really cool. Like, even if I'm not fully paying attention to the scenes, the music is really catching my attention to like bring, I guess, whatever the scenes lack. So in this episode, it lacked 
general curiosity, but the music was really good. And so I think the music in this scene told the story more than anything. Yeah, the music was really good in this. Also, can kids really get guns that easily? Like, I was a little confused. Like, how the kid got shot in the forehead and then still has a gun to shoot a taxi driver? Like, are guns just that accessible in other countries or whatever? Well, like, I, I mean, maybe... Are, are they still on Mars or they're, are they on an outpost? Um, well, from there's a shot just after the, the commercial break when um, Jet is fixing up Spike's arm. And it shows you the the port, and I believe it's Mars, because it looks like the same port from the first episode. Okay, so they might be in Mars. I know that they mentioned before, like, the, the kid was like, I'm I'm old before we started colonizing the asteroids. So, I mean, it could be an, an asteroid, like, you know, around it, and like, in orbit of, you know, around the solar system. But, I mean, ultimately, yeah, I mean, you remember what they said, you know, you can... You can get anything from drugs, weapons to human lives if you got the right money. And I mean, if he's if he's been around that long, especially if he's hanging out with, I mean, giraffe and zebra were organized criminals and they had money. So I'm sure that somehow this kid was able to uh, just kind of tap into those funds to get the weapons. But I mean, like you said, I mean, I, if, if a little kid was like, excuse me, sir, can I get a pistol? Like, no, like, no, you can't. <laughs> Go away. <laughs> well, that and, like, he's meant to be some kind of really famous blues harmonica player, isn't he? You know, they, uh, Jet brings it up about halfway through the episode. Hey, this kid's a big deal. Look, here he is in the newspaper. And, you know, he says, oh, yeah, it says here that he's really famous. And then, so he's supposed to be really famous. So I guess he could be rich from his harmonica playing. I'm- but then, if he is really famous, then how do they not know? I don't he think is? he was that famous. I think it was more like a, oh hey, look at you, big shot. You're you know you're in the newspaper here, like oh, right. kind of just okay. like yeah. egging him on, well, not egging him on, but like you know bringing it up, like oh well, somebody knows about this guy because look he's in the newspaper right here for playing, and and then they notice that that like that newspaper clipping was from thirty years ago. So the people that would know him, I mean, blues isn't really a. It, the people that are going to blues clubs are usually older, um, so some of them may have died off, and then hey, or hey, or hey, or because hey. I mean again I I like music too, <laughs> but the, I, I'm 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 thinking that there's going to be a friends like moment here where it's older than some people but younger than some buildings. <laughs> no, 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 like like the majority of people that are there are older or. They're not like fully like emerged into the scene, so that yeah, there might be like a, a few you know younger people there, but the people that are showing up every week are going to be a little bit older. Usually, um, the younger people that are there are usually going on like dates or something, and they're they're not going to be thinking. They might go two or three times in their lifetime to the same club, so they're not going to notice, you know, some kid, you know, playing harmonica. Uh, I can see that. But I know they also mentioned, like, quote-unquote, he was a genius. So when they said that, I'm thinking, well, I'm also in academics. But I was like, oh, so he's like, you know, genius like Stephen Hawking's type of thing. But then 
they're switching to this harmonica playing and I'm just like not to downplay anybody's ability but it doesn't take much to learn how to play anything yeah blues harmonica is like to be great at blues harmonica yeah it takes a lot of skill but blues harmonica is kind of like beginner stuff ish things and don't don't at me if you're actually please at me if you're a professional (laughs) blues harmonica player because i have a bunch of questions already (laughs) um (laughs) <laughs> what are you doing listening to our podcast? Yeah, like, <laughs> like what? What is your age? Why, How yeah. long have you been doing this? Why haven't you supported us? Exactly, exactly. <laughs> so, but yeah, like this this whole episode, like I don't want to make it like a quick episode, but I really had no like I watched it and it was just like okay, <laughs> just. Just on to the next one, I guess. And I mean, it it just wasn't, it just wasn't a memorable episode. Yeah, I gotta say the most important thing that I picked out of it was the fact that there are actual other bounty hunters. Because uh, the guy that Jet talked to, which is funny, his last name is Black. (laughs) Jet um, Black. (laughs) They were like, oh, we're old friends. Yo, hey, Fatty! Huh? Fatty River, long time no see, buddy. Oh, who'd have guessed if it is a jet black? Well, well, when the hell did you blow in? How about you? You're looking pretty cheery. What happened? Did you catch a nice big one? <laughs> so I'm like, there actually are other people here. It's not just the two of them. So maybe they'll start running well, into Well, I was more. wondering, was that guy another bounty hunter or was he like a cop? I thought he was a bounty hunter because they didn't want him to get the reward before them, right? I don't know, because like not to not to spoil anything, but like in in future episodes, they show other bounty hunters and I mean they're like cordial, but they're not like friendly to each other. Especially mm-hmm. if that guy was there to get the bounty, it would have been like, Hey, why would he then give information on him later? Well he died. <laughs> like fell out of a some odd story building onto a flying ship. You know? And it wasn't so Spike's fault. That was yeah, so so this right. is, this is like the one time where Spike actually wasn't a bad bounty hunter. Like he just had bad timing. It's also not a bad shot, which seems to seems to keep coming up now. Like any other time, well I mean he was still making some bad shots, but when he really wants to, he's a pretty good shot. Oh yeah. Oh, dude, when, he, when he clipped that kid in the head, I was like, dang, like, <laughs> like, whoa, okay, I like this. <laughs> I think this is going to show my age, but I think that when he sort of turned to one side with his arm out ready to shoot the kid, I was half expecting him to make some kind of like action movie one liner or, you know, the, um, I don't know whether you've seen it, but the, um, the lethal weapon, Murto head movement. Just to get these eyes in the right in the right line, or some some kind of you know motion that would set him apart as a you know this is this is Spike's trademark thing he does when he <laughs> takes a, a a skillful shot or something. But he just kind of went turn and bang, that'll do. Get rid of you, kid. What's the? Uh, oh, are you talking about at the very end, like the killing blow? Yes, yeah, I was talking yeah. about the yeah. the first time yeah. he gets shot in the head, like when they're actually shooting in the warehouse. And he just catches him over those boxes and it's like, pow. That's because that wasn't supposed to be. (laughs) Like, let's be real. That was not supposed to be a shot in the middle of the head. Like, come on now. 
He missed all those other shots. He <laughs> <laughs> was supposed to be a warning shot. What, what, what was the saying about a blind squirrel? <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, it was just it was so interesting that like okay, you got all that blood, and the kid like is immediately gone. Like okay, cool. Uh, I think at that point I'd have been like, nope, I'm not dealing with magic. Like I didn't sign up for this. <laughs> Get me off of this planet. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Uh, there's no bounty on this kid like and that's the other thing like why are they again i understand that there's like a moral code kind of so when the guy is like oh save him you can save him blah 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 he gave you a ring that is at least worth something like even even jet said that well i mean it's probably worth something like he's i can't be so sure but i'm sure it's worth something why are you getting involved? Like, leave. <laughs> just, just get out of here. Don't. You don't have to be a hero. You're a bounty hunter. In every other case, you don't play the hero. Like, you told Faye the very next last episode. It's like I'm going to save you, but I'm not going to save you. I'm going to like get my revenge. That's not the hero thing to say or do. But here, you're like, oh, I've got to go avenge my lost bounty here like you're just wasting time money and ammo like you're not you have no reason or responsibility to this person why are you doing this i mean i think this goes back to your he's a bad bounty hunter thing. Like, <laughs> i think <laughs> like it sucks to say that but to be a good bounty hunter you can't let like your moral obligations and or feelings get into it and i think spike does Whereas Jet tries not to do that. He's just like, it's work type yeah. of thing, you know? It's like, it's strictly business. So it just kind of builds your case. Like, he's he's not a good bounty hunter. So it now makes you wonder, like, why did he get into this if he's so, like, emotionally tied and invested into this stuff? But, I mean, if it's, if it's just Spike who's involved, then why does Jet make him the bullet? And why does, um, why does Faye stand to one side and let them use the ring rather than trying to sell it and run away, which we've previously established in other episodes she's kind of capable of doing. Yeah. And and I mean, and even with that, like, why is Faye's like, this is the last time I'm going to see you? Like, didn't she say that the last time? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I thought he was going to die. I was like, oh, I'm sorry, is he going to die again? Like, <laughs> it's because she knows he's a terrible bounty hunter, that's why. <laughs> <laughs> so I, th- I think I'm leading in my argument of, of Spike is a bad bounty hunter. Uh, it's growing on everyone. We're noticing more of this. So, I, I mean, why why, bre- why even put this episode in? Like, I don't, I don't understand that. I'm still lost behind the idea of, like, what is the purpose of this episode? I think it's more of a showing the dynamics, like, hate to say it, but they probably need a filler episode. But for it to seem like it has some value, they show more of the dynamics between Chet, Faye, and Spike. Because that's really all you can pull out of it that has some value. Like, Jet gave her a bill. <laughs> that was Yo, funny. She, she's been on your ship for like that's two funny. weeks and like you're just now giving her a bill. And he's like, oh, I'm nicer than he is. Like, you don't like her, but you're letting her live with you, you know? So That was a legitimately hilarious moment when he's like, I've got a gift for you. <laughs> you know, I think your heart's made out of lead. Not like me. I'm a nice guy. I have a gift for you. 
Yay! All right, what is it? An official invoice? An invoice for what? All the expenses you've racked up since you've been on our ship. And thanks for your business. Yeah, great. Anytime. <laughs> it's an invoice. <laughs> and and it just after she'd said to um to Ayn as well, you know, if you don't work, you as don't she eat. eats his dog food. Like, <laughs> and then she gross. talks about being classy. If you don't work, you don't eat. You're a hunting dog. Hunt up some food. We girls are different. We have to be pampered because we're delicate and refined. Oh, that you see, that's. I, I wonder whether that's part of. So we'd said earlier that there's a lot of sexism in this episode, right? So, like, Faye herself says, you know, I'm a woman and I'm supposed to be treated like a woman and supposed to be pampered and looked after. And then obviously she then goes and, you know, wolfs down the uh, the dog food. And then, you know, it's just... Uh, and, then, and then Jet with the whole, you don't understand because you're a woman. You know what I mean? It's really... Hmm. Yeah, it's, it, I mean, it's... Again, where are they? Are they getting paid? Like ever? Do they ever get paid? Because <laughs> nah, I'm convinced they don't. I stopped trying. Do they have a bounty out for them for like just unpaid debts as well? Just like how how are they eating? I, I love how like old. Uh, what was the what was the other the I guess the cop or bounty hunter's name? Oh, yeah, as Fatty's just chomping down on dessert, I'm sure Jet's probably looking at me, he's like, I hate you right now. I would, I would have been like, I've been taking plates from him, been like, <laughs> like I'm, I'm looking out for you. Oh, what's that? Kank. <laughs> I've got your best interest in mind. <laughs> he did, like, his character design reminded me a little, because he's so, like, top-heavy, like his shoulders and arms and chest are so muscular but he's got this huge gut. He reminds me of the dad from American Chopper. I don't know if you've ever seen that. He's kind of really muscular and has this huge belly. I might, I might have to show my Photoshop skills on that one. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Now that's the only picture I have. Okay. <laughs> have a good afternoon. Oh, man. Uh, so, so, like, if we were to, if we were to give it, like, if we were to give this episode like a grade, I'm giving it like a D minus. Like you, you tried. You probably should have failed, but at least you tried really hard. So you get like the like the pity grade. Nah, I'm going grad school ratings. That's just an F. <laughs> just, just, <laughs> no A, no B, no C. Just, just an F. There's no D's in grad school. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I don't think I'd be a. I mean, I used to be. A, I'm used to be a teacher, but I don't think I'd want to grade this. <laughs> this is one of the ones you slide in the trash can. Yeah, right? you get your you, work. Just, you give it back to Watanabe, and you're like, "Do it again." <laughs> <laughs> My dog ate your homework. <laughs> less, less sexism, more action, and more and less magic. <laughs> yeah. And fewer lines like, um, so obviously, you know, Jet says, Damn, that blues harp sounds sweet. I knew it would. <laughs> I thought you liked jazz. Don't be dense. I started wheeling the blues when the doctor whacked my bottom on the day I was born. A baby hipster. Very cool. Oh, my God. And then the whole, yeah. And then How old was, is he? Was it, 
uh, actually, spoiler for the next one, in the next episode, the preview at the end, the voice actor in the English dub says that Jet is 36 years old. Just had to throw that in there. Um, but yeah, um, Fatty also, at least in the English dub, has a horrendously oh, horrid line yeah. along the lines I forgot of, what it, it, you know, I I forgot what it said. It was something like, I had no idea you were a fan of the blues, Fatty. You kidding me? I listened to the blues when I was still in my father's sack, if you know what I mean. <laughs> if you know what yeah. I mean. And it's like, no, that's disgusting. <laughs> Yeah, I must have breezed oh, yeah. over that one. <laughs> I remember, I remember hearing it too, and I was just like, "What?" <laughs> Again, this Bebop is starting to. It's still one of my favorite animes, but it is slowly just showing that it's showing its age, and and doing mm. this deep dive through it is just. Like, I don't know, like, part of me is like, I don't want to finish watching Bebop anymore because I want to remember it for the anime that it was and not for what it is. <laughs> that is fair. But we're going to we're gonna push through. We are six episodes in, and the next episode is, is much better. Um, but I think that's going to do it for this one. Um, I'm... Oh yeah, it was it was a tough episode. It was a tough episode to talk about and uh, to watch even. And again, we thank you for uh, watching along with us. If you are, or if you're not, just hearing us get on the line and talk about old anime and some of the problems that exist with it. But that's gonna do it for this show. Uh, remember, you can you can't follow us on social media because we don't have a social media for this. But you can reach out to us all individually, or you can just go on to devotaku.com for more information. But that's going to do it. Um, until next time, I'm Jay. I'm Kiera. And I'm Jamie. And I, I don't even want to say, like, see you later, Space Cowboys, because Space Shot hasn't been on the air for, like, three episodes now. So I'm just going <laughs> to say talk to you later. <laughs>